The nature of insanity is that humanity has a vanity. Allow me to seed that, can it be? It's a fallacy to shelter a doubt, see? Truly blessed be. Be one to make a new reality. And now join me for an all new to be or not to be. Like the Beatles said, just let it be. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an all new era and an all new episode of Friend or Foe. I am your host, Devlin Wilder. And guys, in this very awesome episode, I welcome the talented and delightful Sujata Day, who you might know is playing Sarah from Insecure on HBO. Now, uh, uh, just having finished its second season and coming back for a third, woohoo! You might have also seen her in The Guild, as her very surly dwarf alter ego Ichabod Ferndweller in the YouTube streaming D&D series, Girls Guts Glory, or as the shy girl in season 7 episode 16 of my very favorite show of all time, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I also very energetically welcome my super awesome friend Libby Ward, who joins me as a guest host on this episode, and you will probably be hearing a lot more from her in upcoming episodes as well. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, one thing that, uh, that I really need, my entire, my entire team really needs in this show, uh, I would just love for you to do is when you go to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spreaker or now Spotify, um, please leave us a rating and review. It's super easy. Um, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you just pull up the app and, uh, you just scroll right to the review section. Um, it takes no time at all, and uh, even if it's just a sentence or two, it really, really helps out the show to, uh, it helps people find the show, and uh, helps us to uh, climb the ladder of ratings uh, on Apple Podcasts and elsewhere. Um, it also helps Google to uh, pick us up on its analytics, so it really helps any show out um across the board, so we really appreciate it. Guys, I won't bore you too much more. Let's get to it. Here's an all-new episode of Friend or Foe with Sujata Day. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. This is Patrick Bramall, and you're listening to Friend or Foe? Question mark? All right. Wow. We're back after the big holiday break. Here we are. This is... Uh, 2018. 2018. Here we go, baby. That's pretty exciting, right? How are you guys doing today? I'm great. Yeah. I'm excited about 2018, to be honest. What are you most excited about? I think this is going to be a big year, especially in Hollywood in general. You think so, so? Yeah, I think so. What are you looking forward to seeing this year? I think a lot of change is in the works right now, and people are way more open to stories about women and people of color and marginalized voices, and I'm just excited to watch those stories on screen. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm ready for more of this. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm rocking my black today. Uh, 
and yeah, uh, in solidarity. Up. Time's up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, I'm I'm rocking as I was telling Libby. Oh, you know what? I should make the official announcements. That that would probably make us. So I would very proudly like to welcome uh, my guest co-host for today. This is Libby Ward, who I've talked about a lot on the show because she's awesome and wonderful. Uh, she is my my games producer. We also co-host the. Sneaky Fridays, hashtag game, every Friday night. Which yeah. You can follow us on Twitter. And uh, she's happy, a powerful voice. Happy so, to be here in real life. So here she is in the Nerd Studio. And we also have with us the very amazing Sujata Day. Did I pronounce that, that correctly? That was perfect. Wonderful. Okay. And Sujata, I got to, like, I'm the biggest nerd in, nerd in the world. So, like... I actually found you through Girls Guts Glory. Yes, I love that. <laughs> Amazing. I and just noticed they were playing a D&D game downstairs Downstairs, right now. Yeah, yeah. They do that a lot. Cool. Uh-huh. And that's why I love uh, recording here, because it's literally Nerd Central. Yes. It's, it's pretty awesome. So how did you get into that show? Like, are you a gamer? Or have you played D&D before? I'm actually not a gamer. I had never played before Girls Guts Glory. Um, my friend Kim Hidalgo, who was the dungeon master for the first two seasons, um, she actually, her sister played in San Francisco, her sister Erica, who's our pixie ranger. And <laughs> and um, Erica just, or Kim just got a group of us girlfriends together and was like, hey, would you guys want to play an all-girl game of Dungeons and Dragons. Erica really wants to start a group down here and she doesn't have anybody to play with. And we're all actors and I'm specifically in comedy. And I was just like down to do a character that I would never get to play on an actual TV show or in the movies. Um, so it was actually really fun learning how to play and realizing how much it is an acting exercise. And all of us are good friends, so when we interact with each other, it's all improvised, and we're all very comfortable with each other. Sure, it's an Ooh, actual nice. D&D game that, sh- that you're playing. You're playing through the ca- the campaign. Sorry to <laughs> knock over your drink there, Levy. Um, that's that's so cool. I am, uh, I'm a longtime D&D player. I haven't played in a very long time. It was actually very cool uh, watching you guys play. And I also watch um, Critical Role, yeah. of course, mm-hmm. yes. So that's, uh, Libby, are you familiar with that? I'm, I'm a little bit familiar. I'm not as big of a gamer. I play, actually, I play a ton of tabletop games, but I really love games that take exactly an hour. Because oh. why's that? Well, because then you have a lot of variety. I have people over to my house all the time to play games, and people drop I in and they leave invited. early. You're always invited. I invite you to everything. <laughs> you gotta watch your Facebook events, dude. Uh, yeah, so people drop in and they leave early, and so the the players are always changing. So I love playing a variety of games so that we can play like a two person game, and then like an eight person game, and then you know uh, a card game, or just change it up a lot because the players change up all the time. None of us have five hours to sit sit through like a really long involved thing but that makes uh, sense I but i want to hear about your D character who's your absolutely character? oh my D character his name is ichabod ferndweller he it, it's a guy mm-hmm. it's the only guy on the team um and he uh, physically speaking i use my hair and i french braid it into a beard and i draw in a mustache and, Are there and I have very of this dramatic that we can share. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. There's t- many pictures. There's, there's videos. Yeah, you you've done multiple episodes. Yeah, I was I was in the first two seasons 
every episode. And then in season three, we started to do the live screening, mm-hmm. the live streaming on Twitch. And I couldn't make every single week. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm kind of throughout season three. And Ichabod is a surly dwarf. Ichabod is a surly dwarf. Um, something that's really popular is hashtag Ichabeard because of my beard. <laughs> nice. Um, I do an accent. So I'm Ichabod Fendweller. I'm a lover uh, and also a fighter. Um, and I, we all kind of pre say that our our games have bad accents and mm-hmm. somewhat following the rules because a lot of us are new players. And um, I, I feel like I, I really enjoy just taking on the character and I'm always hitting on all the other characters. And... Amazing. I love it. <laughs> I do too. And your accent was excellent, but I do want to say <laughs> right. that, that committed but questionable accents are my favorites. <laughs> Yeah. Like most most improvisers I know and myself included although I'm absolutely the worst is uh most improvisers have like an Irish Jamaican accent. Like they kind of are the same oh, wow. for a lot of people. But when people commit to it hard it's still pretty much the what best. What you trying to say, man? The best. Thing ever. <laughs> that <laughs> sounded Jamaican. <laughs> for sure. That's what I was going for. Yeah, Hooray. Okay. Quality, Score. quality. Good, good. Really nice. I feel like I've got to put all my stuff on the floor because Devlin loves oh, to talk with his hands. I do. And he's just put, like <laughs> she sho- knows me very well. Like a yeah. cat, he's just yeah. shoving yeah, everything yeah. Off, <laughs> off of the <laughs> table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fantastic. <laughs> Get that off of my table. Um, I watched your clip of. Um, well, I went back and watched your Buffy clip right before I Yay. came. Um, that was be- my we, first uh, job. What? What? Oh, it was your very first job. That was my very first job. Please. Please Ooh, just tell Buffy. us all about it. We really do. It was really <laughs> wonderful for being a first job and being on like the hottest show that was on at the time and having my scene directly with Sarah Michelle Geller, who was pretty much an icon. And I got on set. I was really nervous. And she like while we were doing the scene, she was she I think she may have noticed my nervousness and she was just the sweetest but that worked for the character. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You're, that's in true. your case, it worked for the character. Yeah, so yeah, and she was just like talking to me like, oh, where are you from? And I like your boots and just trying to, you know, get on my level and calm me down. And it was it was just really an amazing experience. And wow, that was, it's so fun. I love when people like come up on my Twitter like, oh my God, I just Saw you in Buffy yeah. randomly, and I was like, "Yeah, this is my first job, shy girl." Right, right. <laughs> is that is that how you're credited? Yes, yes. Oh, how fun! It's awesome. I know you've seen. We've both seen every episode multiple times. Yes. So it's like right after they, um, the the seal of Dan the Czar is opened. I like opened. to say it's it's Tom Lanks episode. It's Tom Lanks episode. Storyteller is, where yeah. he's. He's sitting, it's a, a masterpiece theater style, and he's like narrating gotcha. her going through her day. Well, what a great excuse for me to go back and watch every episode yeah, yeah, for right. like a sixth time. Right. Yeah. Plus, I love, well, it's so nice anyway when you meet somebody in real life to go back and like watch their body of work. Yeah. Also, like now knowing more about them personally, but also to see your favorite actors in early roles that you might like you know sometimes you see people in like 80s movies or 90s movies not you you're not old enough for that but uh i love going back to like seinfeld yeah and and friends and will and the old will and grace and seeing like the one-liner people and you're like oh my god they're like 
like super famous now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was just listening to, um, I, I find my way into new podcasts all the time. Um, uh, doing this podcast has opened, opened me up to the whole podcast universe. So I was listening to Alec Baldwin's show, and uh, um, he had Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman on, and they were talking all about getting involved with, with Will and Grace and then Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. What, a, what an amazing story. Like, two, two of the most fantastic shows. Uh, they're... Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally are just amazing. They are. Yeah. 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 They're, I, they're super I, cool humans. I hope to work with them someday. So I'm putting it out there that, right yeah, now. Yeah, put it out there. It's 2018. <laughs> it's 2018, Everything baby. happening. <laughs> so that brings me to my next question. If you could, like, no holds barred, just whatever you wanted to do across all realms of the pop culture sphere, who would you want to work with? What would you work on in so forth? Wow, that's a that's a lot. But I, I I have thought about that. I would love to work with Ava DuVernay. Mm. She's yeah. like my number one favorite director, and I'm really excited for Wrinkle in Time. I think it's going to be really fun. I actually just reread the book, and I was like, oh god, this is going to be so good. And I would just love to kind of follow in the footsteps of my friend Issa Rae and create, write, star, produce. Dir- be in my own um, show, comedy. Which brings us around to Insecure. Yes. You play Sarah. <laughs> I do. Nice transition. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I just started watching it, I will admit to you. Um, I, I was going to go through and watch all of your episodes and marathon them, but did not achieve that. I watched the first episode. Wow. It's, it's <laughs> have, Libby, have you seen it yet? I've seen a few episodes. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's really great. Um, yeah. There's a cool, I don't know if you know that I was on a web series called Awkward Black Girl mm-hmm. with Issa, and she created it, and I played her best friend mm-hmm. on the web series for two seasons. Um, so then she got the HBO deal at the end of our season two, and then three years later, the pilot was made, and she has been so lovely in bringing on so many of the Awkward Black Girl cast yeah. onto the show. So it's been really kind of like a utopia like I know we're talking about the Me Too movement and stuff right now and getting on set for the pilot you just look around and it's just women of color in all positions of this HBO set from the cinematographer to the director to the PAs and and I like when I work on Brooklyn Nine Nine or Life in Pieces, I get on there and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's white boys everywhere. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's yes. that's surprising to me from working on a set where that's not the norm, which is I think a you really came s- from the other direction. I came that's from that's pretty the, incredible. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so nice to have anywhere to have actual diversity. Like you see diversity walking around on the street or in your coffee shop or whatever, and then you go on a set. Or you watch TV and you're like, this does not look like the world. My life. This yeah. does not look like my life. And uh, and actually, with uh, your permission, Devlin, I want to real quick talk about amplifeminism. Absolutely. So Please. you just mentioned Me Too, and we're talking about 2018 and how joyous and fabulous and optimistic and great things happening. So I just decided the beginning of this year to start the tag amplifeminism. It's like amplify. Minism is how nice. you spell it, like amplify with a Y. 
And uh, I'm using that tag myself, and I'm inviting everyone to join me in using that tag on Twitter and Snapchat and Facebook and Instagram to amplify the voices of women we love and women who are doing awesome things. Because for myself, I don't want to feel the the downerness of the Me Too movement yes. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really happy for the purge, and there's definitely more work. But yes. I just want to keep being loud and excited and seeing this Time's Up 50-50 by 2020 happen. Yeah. So yay for loud, incredible voices like yours. That's right. Yeah. I yeah. think the only way that it's going to change is if we keep talking about it. Yeah. And, and if we, like, if... And people in power, like Shonda Rhimes, who went to her agency and was like, you better be 50-50. I, I believe she's at ICM with the agents at your company. And they, yeah. there need to be half male, half female. And I think that's huge. I think it starts definitely at that agent level where they don't have clients that are writers yep. and staff writers, um, uh, directors to send to TV shows that aren't women slash people of color. So... I think this is really exciting where people who actually have power, like the Ava Longoria's, the Reese Witherspoon's, yep. they're really using, Tracy Ellis Ross, they're really using it to make a change. And I think we're not going to go back from like what's happening, which is really fun and exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amplifeminism. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be rocking that hashtag all over the, all <laughs> over the place when I we love promote it. this I just, episode. I just want to keep seeing more awesome women on my feed. Yay! Absolutely. All the things that you've done, what gets you amped up? What really gets you, like when you receive a script, what gets you excited? I love, I was excited about the role on Awkward Black Girl because I, I read the script and I was like, oh my gosh. And this was six and a half years ago. Um, I read the script and I said, wow, this is uh, a person, a writer who is writing people of color without any stereotypes. And I am just allowed to be a brown girl that's a best friend without an accent mm -hmm. or wearing a hijab. And it was that's what excites me when I see a script and it's open ethnicity, but still is like for a brown girl, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Not just like th there's a lot of especially during pilot season, which is going to be happening in like a month. Yep. They are going to say open ethnicity for a lot of characters. And it's not necessarily going to be like written for Indian. But I appreciate scripts that are actually Indian characters that aren't necessarily stereotypes, if that makes sense. Give us a few examples. <laughs> I, I think I have some ideas of it, but uh, not being someone who's. Yeah, I would say, like, what would be great, and I actually write a lot of my own stuff, yeah. so I'll just talk about some of my own characters Perfect. that I've written. I wrote a feature with my friend Isabella, who's Asian-American, mm -hmm. and we wrote a female version of Harold and Kumar. Oh, wow. And so something like that, where it is based on our ethnicities, mm -hmm. but we're acting not stereotypical in the actual scenes. But we do say, like, like in real life, I'm obsessed with my mom's samosas, so that's a character trait yeah. in that, where I get high and I just eat all of her samosas. Sure. <laughs> that sounds like something I would be more than happy to do. Right. You did not bring any samosas to share. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but my mom, who lives in Pittsburgh, my parents live in Pittsburgh, and I had my fill of her samosas yeah. out there. But I am really bad at... Try, I haven't tried to make them. I've watched her make them and tried to kind of learn. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't have any written down recipes, but at some point, hopefully, I can make them on my own. 
Yeah. Yeah. I always like Instagram them when I'm at home <laughs> and people are like, bring me some. She doesn't send them to you? No, no. Maybe she could be convinced. <laughs> right. But anyway, so you're bringing in cultural elements of your upbringing, but yes. not bringing in accents or stereotypes or being raised Indian in India, yes. but being American exactly. and having an Indian. Being yeah. clicky mart pigeonholed. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Which I watched the problem with Apu and it's so I wonderful. haven't seen it yet, but yeah. but I, I really want to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think the way to do that is to have people like me create our own, like write our own shows, yeah. create our own content. Um, I don't think someone who's outside of my culture would actually like be able to navigate that kind of script. So it's really so empowering to write my own stuff and be able to pitch it and have production companies open to working with that. Absolutely. That is your own personal story. That is your life experience. That's something that you can very powerfully bring to the screen. Yes. In your own voice. Yeah. I love that so much. You were also on The Guild. I was on The Guild. I feel like people don't talk about that enough. Listen, I can talk about it endlessly. <laughs> it's I an love... especially perfect thing to talk about in Meltdown. Yes. Uh, here we are right. <laughs> in the Mecca. I love Felicia. I, oh, I love the whole Felicia. group. I've interviewed them at random periods, like individually. I interviewed the whole cast one year for um, Free Comic Book Day. Oh, cool. And they're just... Lovely, amazing, super talented people. And of course, uh, uh, Amy Okuda is on um, The Good Place right now, which I love. Is she? She's on Atypical as well. And Atypical, which okay. I also haven't seen yet. Okay, but, uh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I love Amy. I Getting on the Guild was so great. It was around the same time that I believe it was the second season of Awkward Black Girl. And then I went in for the audition and Felicia was in the room, and she was like, you're from Awkward Black Girl. And I was like, yeah. So it was, like, really cool to have, like, have been working with Issa Rae, who's a kind of a queen of web series in her own right, and then meeting the other queen right. yeah. of web series. And and she was so, Felicia was so amazing, and the part was so fun, like, nerdy tech oh, yes. girl. And... Um, I just had a blast working on that show. And it was really interesting in terms of the comments on the Guild. It was like, hey, is that the girl from Opera Black Girl? And it was, it was just like a fun kind of um, intermingling. Got a little bit of celebrity going on. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really fun. And, and it was funny because during the Guild, they would have behind-the-scenes video footage, and they'd come over, and they'd be like, okay, so Sujata, what's your favorite game? And I was like, I don't play games i don't know what to say and then i got educated on gamer culture and video games and just tabletop games and that's when i was introduced to the whole world so that was that was a kind of cool introduction via felicia and her crew that's pretty yeah what a, that's perf pretty what a perfect spirit guide for for games for you <laughs> right? to, yeah to oh, bring you yeah into i couldn't it. imagine yeah. anyone better <laughs> right <laughs> that's outstanding her and will wheaton you know yeah 
who will also be on this show. I tell you what. <laughs> 2018. Looking to the podcast gods. That's right. <laughs> Putting it all out there. Speaking of games, we love to do them on this show. If you wouldn't mind uh, playing one or two, uh, there are some games that our lovely game producer has come up with. Um, Libby, do you want to uh, introduce and bring us into one? Sure. Uh, my, my favorite lately, I'm calling it Past Lives. Okay. Uh, and it's... As much a talking point as it is a game, I'm just really curious to know, and I don't think I've heard yours yet. Devlin. If you could have been any, if you could have chosen your last three past lives, no holds bars, barred, you could be anybody you want, what three former real people would you have been, and what would you have done differently? I don't want you to feel like because... Like as them. Yes. Well, I don't want you to feel like because someone was murdered in a horrific way that you wouldn't want to be them because you could be like, oh, I would not get burned at the stake or I would right. not get murdered by Huns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> murdered by Huns. Yeah. Oh, I like this. I like this game. Um, are we going to do like me one? Sure. We can uh, go, we can go okay. around the table. But I, I'd like to go around the table. Sure. Okay. 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 So this is probably not a specific person, but I've always thought that I was like an Indian Maharani princess yeah. in a past life. And my mom and my grandma are like, yeah, we, we do feel like you were some, because we believe in reincarnation as well. Yeah. So this is something that we've <laughs> yeah, talked so about. You've already decided. <laughs> I was like, I was definitely an Indian Maharani princess, but a rebellious one. Yes. You know, so I was supposed to marry another prince from another region. And I was like, hell no, I'm not going to do that. And then I did my own thing. Amplifeminism. <laughs> Amplifeminism. <laughs> and I ruled on my own and it was yeah. all good and I killed it. And so is Maharani a region? Maharani is like the name of a princess. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I would be like Maharani. Victoria or something. Yes. So you were rebellious. I was a sassy, re fabulous. Yes. Princess. Yeah. Yeah. And then I probably had an affair with like the servant. Ooh. Yeah. You know? Getting down. Yeah. Yeah. So I really feel like that's a true thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. what besides the the normal princessy things, the the wealth and the the power and the abilities you have, what what appealed to you about that as a past life? I think part of it is that I come from a line of very feminist Indian women. Mm -hmm. So I believe that my princess probably helped to amplify, like usually yeah. usually when you're a daughter born into a family in India, you're kind of a second-rate citizen. Mm -hmm. So I think she maybe was like, no, they're equal, and this is what we're going to do to celebrate the daughters as opposed to the sons. And and I think she she helped in equality. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I'll tell you the one that, that really delights me. I wish I was Salvador Dali. Ooh, okay. Uh because I could have a fabulous twisty mustache. Yes. But moreover, being able to live this like extremely flamboyant, eccentric mm -hmm. life and just have everyone be like, look at you, you're so fun. I don't feel like there were a lot of people who were like, look at this idiot with his pet ocelot walking down the streets of Barcelona. People were like, oh, it's Dolly. Dolly's, <laughs> Dolly's fun. We love this guy. This guy can get away with anything. And I don't know that I would have done anything differently. I mean, unless maybe there was like a female version of Dolly, but uh, in that particular time and place, I think I would have preferred just to have been yeah. Dolly. That's a good one. Yeah. 
I actually don't know much, too much about his personal life. So, so he wasn't ostracized at all. Not as far as I'm aware. I mean, I'm sure if I delved further into it, but uh, but as far as I know, he was pretty well respected in his lifetime as an artist, which a lot of artists aren't. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. One of my favorite things that uh, a colleague of mine, Trip Payne, pointed me towards that I just am mad about is uh, mad positive about is Salvador Dali was on What's My Line on the game show and you can watch it on YouTube and I highly recommend it. Okay. And he, no matter what anybody asks him, he's just like, yes. <laughs> and it's just, is there all yes or no questions? They're like, you know, uh, Mr. Mystery Guest, would you say you were an athlete? Yes. <laughs> and the host just keeps having these sidebars where he's like, well, we could say that our guest is sporting. We will not, for purposes of this game show, say that he is officially an athlete. Anyway, it's right. He's just like, yes, I do everything. Everything is the thing I do with my pet ocelot and my twisty mustache. I love That's it. amazing. Yeah. I love. I it. would love to have a twisty mustache. I, mean, I have a mustache, but it. it's not. You could do it. Just keep growing it out. You think it would turn? In, you, it would turn yeah, twisty. Think, well, you gotta wax it. I think what happened. Are you, I think you would have to cut the inner ones, right? And yeah, then maybe. the outer ones maybe. grow? I don't know. I don't know about It, it already takes forever to, to grow in as it is, so it would probably take me another two I mean, years to get like a, a very like, hipster mustache. I, don't I feel know. like in this age of hipster stashes, you, you think could, so? You could find, I should go for it? Well, I think you could find a mentor who would, a mustache, mustache Are you gonna, mentor. That's a you're going to be my mustache mentor? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I could try, but I feel like there would be someone more well-suited, like someone who grows facial hair easily and, and has the appropriate wax that they've, like, studied. There, there's I, bet, there's I bet there's YouTube tutorials. Yeah. I bet there's no YouTube influencers who specialize in mustache <laughs> no doubt. and style. You're probably right. There's competitions wax for masters, it. There's definitely yeah. competitions. Yeah. Air guitar. If there's if there's air oh, guitar yeah. competitions, there's got to be yeah, my, uh, mustache waxing, waxing my, competitions. My friend uh, Justin Howard was an air guitar champion. No kidding? Yeah, a couple of years back. Uh, Nordic Thunder. That's, really? That's yeah. his name? Nordic Thunder is his air guitar Handle? Handle, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he went to, to Helsinki and won the World Air Guitar Championship. Holy crap. We got to have him on the yeah. show. Yeah. And, until I met him, <laughs> until I met him in the Chicago improv scene, I didn't even know that was a thing. But of course it is. There's a competition wow. for sure. literally everything. That's very cool. Okay, I actually went into all of that because I was stalling trying yes, to think of yes, someone, yes. and uh, as you would imagine, and I think I'm going to go with Alexander Graham Bell because um, he was one of those aforementioned, as you mentioned, artists that uh, that didn't get the necessary accolades at the time. He was mm -hmm. uh, literally creating every sort of audio device that we that we now use today, but uh, not getting any of the credit. So um, I don't know. I think he was uh, was a pretty cool dude. I've always, you know, I. I have a long list of things that would be uh, super cool that I've always thought of. Notes on my phone go on forever and ever. I'm always thinking of, thinking of inventions, but I never uh, put it to task. So yeah. I think that would really be... I, I would like to dip into his life for a little while and just... And you know. self-promote harder. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if he has ancestors still alive, they should get like a cut of... Phones. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a way to get a cut of phones? Like, I don't know. Like they would just call like uh, AT&T or like T-Mobile and be like, I guess. Hello T-Mobile. <laughs> this is Alexander Graham Bell, the, I don't know, seventh. 
I would I would like or Alexa Graham Bell. Yeah, Alexa Graham Bell. I would like fifteen percent of your profits, please. Yeah. Bail me a check. Yeah. Who else mm. you got? Who's your number two? Oh my gosh. I don't know. You made me think of Frida Kahlo. I love that. Okay. I would that's yeah. a great choice. Yeah, I feel like she would not I feel like all of mine are gonna be really empowered women that, that's incredible that's perfect i love that's that wonderful. so i i think i would do nothing different if okay. i was frida kahlo and i would just live her life exactly how she lived her life because it sounds like a blast and a party and just fabulous and full of love and romance and art and yeah i love it i love her house have you been, been to her house i haven't been to her house but i i watched the movie yes also good also great also great uh article recently by selma hayek about the uh trouble of making that movie oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i would be cleopatra Excellent. also kick-ass empowered woman love it created the calendar as we know it now the 365 day a year the consistent calendar also just slept with Everyone she felt like sleeping with, sometimes Fantastic. for you know political gain, and whatnot. <laughs> uh, yeah, just had a brilliant, creative, agricultural life. I uh, not agricultural, but agriculture and art and all of these things that she helped. So you'd be a princess too, kind of. But actually, I and and I love princesses, but I for myself have never thought of myself as a princess. Mm-hmm. But uh, to your point about empowered princesses and rebellious princesses. Mm-hmm. I love that. But I uh, I think of Cleopatra, although I guess she technically is a princess, as like a religious, spiritual, political, literary leader. But yeah, sure, princesses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm down with princesses as long as they're kicking ass and not uh, getting rescued. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going for it. I would be Einstein. Yeah. I mean, Ooh, I mean why not? Awesome hair. And coming up with the scientific foundation of our entire existence. So that's. Did you do uh, anything differently? I mean, I think I would have also worked out the uh, scientific scientific algorithm of uh, immortality so that I could still good, be good, around good at call. this point. Ooh. Yeah. You know? Nice. Yeah. That's great. Preserve that hair. Ex- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. I have my third one. Yes. Um, Charlie Chaplin. Yes. Love it. I think I I just would love to be in that time period and the amount of creative work that he did and how ingenious he was in terms of performing without sound and um, in an industry that was like, well, who is this guy? What is he doing? I felt like he just he just came in and took the place by storm, and yeah. um, I like his fire. Love it. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe I could hang out with you. I think I would be Clara Bow, who was the silent film star. She's the reason the world the word "it girl" exists. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. In a movie, and she yes, uh, she literally won a fame and fortune contest when she was sixteen. Anyway, I grew up. It. I'm. I'm so madly in love with her and I feel like I know her I'm working on a story about her and uh yeah if you watch her work she just she's so charismatic but uh yeah Charlie Chaplin and Clara Bow silent silent film ass kickers yeah bringing in all the crowds until the Hollywood production code (laughs) laid down the law on uh all the all the sexiness, mostly for Clara. I don't know. If, <laughs> I, I don't think, know. If, I, think I don't Charlie know if Charlie Chaplin got busted for sexiness, <laughs> yeah. but uh, 
yeah, the uh, the Catholic coalition put a put a lid on it. But uh, amazing, amazing silent film stars. Yeah. Devlin. Okay, minus minus all the neuroses and you know going crazy. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Howard Hughes uh, okay. because uh, you know I I like being affluent and um, building lots of airplanes. amazing <laughs> building airplanes and uh, working in aeronautics and I think uh, despite the uh, the latter part of his life I. Th- I think was was pretty awesome. Yeah. He did some pretty amazing things. So maybe you'd get a handle on the neuroses and maybe yes, go exactly. to therapy. get a therapist. Yeah. 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 Maybe a few. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have a have a team. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No peeing in bottles for me. That's that's uh... <laughs> that's something I would do differently in this in a similar yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um, there's another one we like to play called Doctor's Orders. Okay. Essentially, a mad scientist gives you the opportunity to add something to your body, whatever it's going to be. It could be an extra body part or an ability or something that's just matrixed in. If you could do that, what would you do and why? It would definitely be invisibility. Oh. Oh. For sure. Like, hands down, I can't really think of anything else that I would want. Um, I just want to be able to go places. I'm kind of a loner and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I like to observe a lot. So I like to go into places and just kind of hang out and be a wallflower and yeah. see what people are doing and talking about and not really interject. <laughs> so I think an invisibility cloak would be perfect for that. Okay, now wait a minute. Now what? now you changed over. There's there's a big difference there. So you would would you rather have the actual ability of invisibility or the invisibility cloak? Oh. Because remember, cuz now we're now we're going into Harry Potter. Yeah, like uh, you you might be able to have some realm. sort of a dermatological <laughs> surgery that would give you an opportunity exactly. to right. be invisible. I would it would it would be a like a full body Botox kind of yes, situation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As All opposed right. to like an item for sure. I think that's better because the problem with the invisibility cloak, as amazing it is as it is, and of course, you know, uh when when paired with the Elder Wand sure. and uh and the stone, um, it makes you the uh the controller of death. But the problem with the invisibility cloak is of course it's a physical item. So right. you always it have to make sure it's, it's things, like yeah, moths come unthreaded. It. Yeah, you don't invisible you don't want moths. that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I am talking to a mad scientist who yeah. can, that's true. Who's changing my body. So it would be the yeah. invisibility. And I like to tinker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What kind of deeply serious missions or incredibly frivolous missions, besides just generally being a wallflower, what's what sort of what would you put on your agenda for invisibility opportunities? Oh, like going to really expensive concerts. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I do. I think that because a lot of I love music and I would love to enjoy music yeah. a lot more than, you know, just in my room. Um, and, and usually the thing that sets me off is it's $300 to go to something right? at the Staples Center or wherever. And I was just like, I don't even have to be in the front row. You know, I'm yeah. just like. Sn- Put that invisibility Botox on. Stand behind the drummer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I would go backstage um, and clap off time. Screw screw him or her up. Oh no. (laughs) Um, So that for sure, and then something that's not frivolous would be to 
I want to be a fly on the wall in this White House right now. Right. And just to witness what is going on, and that would be, and I would report it back. And to, then how much would you bang your head against the wall? <laughs> I mean, I would be banging my head. I, I would definitely, like, do a tell-all. Right. Um, but that is something that I, I want to be witness to, because I think crazy shit's going down. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. It's, it's baffling. It's baffling. And who would you see at these concerts, jumping back to the concerts? Which are less baffling. I've never been to a Beyonce concert. I hear you, so. girl. Yeah. <laughs> so I would love to go to Beyonce. Um, and if you're invisible, you could dance on stage with the backup. Yeah, I, I sort of know the single ladies dance. Or you could so just I audition could... <laughs> and go as yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be super fun. So Beyonce concert for sure. Um, any kind of like '90s hip hop nostalgia concert, yeah, okay, um, where they where they come like Snoop and you know Dre and Eminem, and they all come at that would be so fun. I would just get my life at that concert. Um, Love it, yeah, yeah. Do you spit? Do I? S- do you rap? <laughs> I do not. I do not rap. I do not rap. I sing a little bit. Um, but uh, actually, on Opera Black Girl, I I did beatboxing uh-huh. while Issa rapped, Issa's character. Um, but part of the humor of the situation was I don't really know how to beatbox at all. So I would just make noises with my mouth into my hands. I mean, that's kind of beatboxing. You get better at it over time. But, <laughs> I mean, but that's I've, how you start, right? Well, I've, I've watched like real beatboxing, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, and I can't believe they allowed me to do that. Well, that's a whole other show. level. But I, but you know, they just started by just being like, <laughs> oh yeah, of yeah, yeah. Look, I, right. I started already. You did it. Yeah. You did it. Now I need a mentor, <laughs> a beatboxing mentor. Yeah. Okay. Twenty eighteen goals. I can do I can do a little scat. Ooh, that's yeah. good. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should get that going. Yeah. Ooh, that could be a whole thing. Scat scoot bit. Scat. I don't know. Do they actually ever say scat when they scat? Not traditionally. <laughs> I don't think so. The, that was awesome. The idea of it is to sound like an instrument. Right. So uh, I don't know. There are too many instruments that. Automatopoeia, make... your your voice. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. What What are your vices? Ooh. My vices. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my gosh. I'll help you out. Mine is ice cream. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, is they, that a vice? They don't. Well, they don't have to be within the seven deadly sins. They could. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's right. I would definitely then. I would go with food. For sure, I food in general. Samosas. Uh, samosas. Okay. I'm not. I, I don't have a sweet tooth. I have a savory tooth. So, uh, I love pizza. My favorite foods are actually pizza and popcorn and potato chips. Anything fried, um, deep fried. So, Ditto. so I guess the, those are my vices, but I don't consider them a vice. So salty munchies. Salty, snacks. Yeah, right. Salty, <laughs> salty munchy snacks. Maybe also sleeping too much. Is that a vice? I like to get nine hours of sleep a night. Well, I do too. So, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair. Nine to ten. Nine to ten. Busy. I didn't want to yeah, say ten, but uh, ten's fine. <laughs> nine to ten. You're you're doing stuff all day. You're busy. Yeah, you're bu- wearing yourself out. I'm a busy girl. That's right. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I mean, I don't really consider either of those things vices. It's just things that I love. I love to sleep and I love to eat. And um, something that's kind of cool is my name, Sujata. The meaning is Sujata was one of the first disciples of Buddha. And when he came out of his 40-day meditation, she was there with the bowl of rice and said, you don't have to starve to be enlightened and gave him food. I love that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's why I love food so much. (laughs) I was pushing food on Buddha. Absolutely. Yeah. As a princess. As a a rebellious princess. As a rebellious princess. I I just found out in the aforementioned uh, Alec Baldwin podcast that my severe, I will call it a vice, uh, my love of ice cream. Because I used to eat, like, a bowl of ice cream every night before I went to bed. Like, literally every single night. Try not to do that anymore. That's (laughs) – um, but I found out that I guess that comes from Marlon Brando. Because years and years ago, my mom was big with the ancestry Mm -hmm. and found out that I'm actually a blood relative of Marlon Brando. That's super cool. uh, Also means I probably have a pretty big predilection to alcoholism. So Mm. glad I never picked that up. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Thank goodness. But but, uh, yeah, I guess he would just like eat ice cream constantly, like all the time. I have a question. Sure. So I love ice cream. Mm -hmm. Um, I have like my favorite spots in Studio City. Of course. Mm -hmm. Um, As you do. And local ice is one of them. Do Do you tend to go like, are you like grocery store ice cream which i also love or uh, i much i much prefer to go to say salt and straw yes yeah because it's mm-hmm. oh, so good uh, honey lavender right is oh, my flavor oh my goodness gracious yeah. yeah it's it's uh it's an amazing place libby have you been to salt I and have. straw and i like jenny's in Los oh Luis. sure Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But generally, I only, I only eat fancy ice cream. <laughs> not not only, <laughs> but but my my way of keeping myself in check from not eating too much of of any one thing is to only get the best version of that thing. So I have like a little bit of something that's incredibly decadent. So I don't usually buy a grocery store ice cream. I won't be like, no, I won't eat your grocery store ice cream in your home or or be a butt about it. But uh, yeah. but I don't I don't keep it in my house, so I don't just like gorge it all. I'm just like I really want some ice cream. I'm gonna go get some pistachio dark cherry ice cream with with a touch of rum rose. topping or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Then it, I would then, eat that right now. I think I'm gonna have to go. <laughs> maybe we. Yeah, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe we need a field trip. There's, there's Postmates, right? We can oh, yeah. have, have it delivered right to the studio. That'd be Absolutely. fantastic. Totally. Aristotle, how are we doing? Okay, great. Oh, we're good. Uh, just got to check. I thought you were going to send him on an ice cream ride. I know. <laughs> What's your mind? <laughs> Amazing. It's just we're we're on sunset. I'm sure there's ice cream close by. Sorry. Yeah, sure. What do you have coming up? What are you looking oh, forward to? I'm looking forward to. I actually just finished a first draft of a feature over the holidays that I'm looking. Congratulations! For. Thank you, mm-hmm. girl. That's it's right. like a huge accomplishment. Did you print it so that you can like flip it and touch it and like hold the heavy tactile contact? Yeah. Is, is one of the best parts. Yeah. I did not. I did not. I think I'm like out of paper or something. So oh no! That was, that was that was part of that. Um, but I'm excited to keep revising that because I want to direct it and produce it yeah. and star in it. Um, and I have, like, my friend 
uh, attached to it. And I'm excited about just like creating my own shows. I'm going out with three TV shows and pitching to networks and just creating my own stuff and get out the perspective of a brown girl, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk themes for the film or is it still super lockdown it's very well it's very like Sundance indie something that I would be able to shoot on my own I think that's pretty it's cool coming from a YouTube slash web series world because you're very focused on budget when you're writing yeah um so the theme it's it's more like a Indian family in a suburb and very dramedy with you know comic moments and their relationships with each other Uh, Can't wait to see it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I'm just excited about that. I'm excited to get out there and, you know, like, put my perspective on things out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there more Insecure? Is that... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're in the writer's room right now. So what what happens at HBO is they write all of the episodes first, and then uh, you shoot them all together. So they'll probably be in the writer's room until... March slash April, and then we will come back to shoot in May or June. Now, there's a there's a process for Veep that HBO uh, offers them the opportunity to do that I love, and I'm wondering if this is similar for Insecure. So there's so many really tight improvisers on Veep, but of course, as you know, once you get on set, spending too much time improvising is really impossible. You need a tight script so that you can shoot it because the budgets are huge and you want to knock it out. But uh, Veep, during the writing process, they take time between each script draft to improvise on what's already written. Do the, is that a the part writers of the, do? Yeah, the writers and the actors together have it. That's part of what was built into the contract for their oh, wow. show is yeah. is for the writers and actors because everyone's such a solid improviser to hang out and improvise on the script just in the writers' room. And then they do the rewrites, and then when they shoot it, it's they shoot it as written so that they don't spend a bunch of time. Uh, does, does Insecure do a similar process? I think with Insecure, we mostly st- stick to the script. Mm-hmm. We do have opportunities in some scenes to improvise if there's time, yeah. and that's been really fun, um, especially for buttons of scenes. Right. Um, I will say that... Natasha Rothwell, who's on the show, who I'm not sure if you've heard of her, but she was actually a UCB teacher in uh, New York City, and then she moved out here, and she's in the writer's room at Insecure. Mm -hmm. She improvises every single one of her lines, and it's like blows it out of the park every time, so I definitely feel like she is one of the actors on the show that improvises a lot. Yeah. Um, Do you? Um, I, I don't get like too much of an opportunity cause mm-hmm. we have, we have the big kind of office scenes. Right. Um, but I did have, uh, a scene in season two where, I don't know, we were doing a retreat in the office and we actually like didn't get to go anywhere for the retreat. We had to stay in Inglewood mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, um, we were picking like. So very glamorous yeah, retreat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very glamorous. And we, we were picking. Uh, things out of a fishbowl that we want because I work at a nonprofit for uh, kids of color. Yep. And um, so we were picking out things 
that we wanted to work on in the next year for our kids of color. So every time I picked something out of the fishbowl, I made up a new thing and made everybody laugh. Fun. But it didn't make it onto the show, but it made it to the gag reel, you guys. So great. That's important. So everybody watch the gag reel. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Great. I watch all of the gag reels. I don't think we've released any of the gag reels, but I'm sure at some you point. You gotta get on that. Yeah, they they always show it at the rap parties, you know. Right, right. So um, I haven't seen any of the gag girls. Share it with the world. Yeah, share it. I'm sure it'll be on like the DVD extras Great. or something. No doubt. The yeah. ones from uh, Star Trek Next Generation are the best. Oh, where I haven't seen them. Where they're goofing those. around on the on the bridge. Either. Oh, they're wonderful. Uh, there, I really there are a few like... of them on YouTube. Check it okay. out. Trust I me. I really enjoy gag girls from dramas. Oh, yes. I think those are really funny because you don't expect those actors to. I don't know. Obviously, we're actors and we know that actors can do everything. But, <laughs> but well, we like but, to think so. We, but it's it's just like so nice to see like a drama actor who's on um, NCIS or something. Sure. Just, just break down. Yeah. Yeah. I love the gag reels from animation, which aren't really gag reels because, of course, yeah. they had to be written and animated. But I think, I mean, I love animation is my favorite anyway. But... I just recently got into animation. Oh, uh, yeah. What's, yeah. What's your Are you doing latest voiceovers? favorite? No, no, no. Just watching. I, oh, okay. I had never watched animation before like three months ago. What? And Yeah. Welcome yeah. to it. Yeah, know, welcome. Welcome to animation. exciting world. I'm obsessed with Bob's Burger. Yeah. Good choice. R- Rick and Indeed. Morty. Yes. Also good choice. Um, like... Oh, Big Mouth. Oh, yeah. it's wonderful. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm getting more into it and I love it. And I love how absurd the worlds are. And, yeah. And that's my favorite thing. Libby that's my and favorite I, thing. Libby and I will both suggest Archer to you. Yes. Oh, Archer. okay. Yeah, I've heard of it. It's Worlds that's of Wonderful. That's on Fox, right? Or it's no, on it's on something else. FX. 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 Yeah, FX. Okay, yeah. cool. I'll check that out. Yeah, it's um, demented. Yeah. <laughs> And, but super tight. The writing yes. is so tight. Cool. And oh, actually, my favorite thing about Archer that I'll I'll uh, warn you slash uh, impress upon <laughs> you is that there there are so many jokes back to back. There are jokes that uh, are pretty deep cuts, but that I get, and there are jokes that I don't understand, but I know it's a joke. So I like have to Google stuff sometimes to understand it. But I love that because I'm just like such a curious dork that I'm. Ooh, like, so it's educational. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, it's a joke, but I don't know why. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My the first one was about uh, Johnny Bench, who turns out was a catcher for the Reds. Is that for the right? Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> yeah, but That's I had right. to. I was like, he's like, oh, Johnny Bench. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the joke is. I'm gonna mess it up. But I was like. Who the hell is Johnny Bench? And I had to look it up, and I was like, "Oh, oh, that's fun." No, okay, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm such a dork. It's my random favorite, trivia. Favorite Johnny Bench thing. used to live in the apartment downstairs for me when I was a very little boy. Really? Ooh, mm-hmm. wow. Supposedly he uh, he carried me around on on his shoulders. A he could he could have carried you around in one hand. Yeah, because that he was probably his did. Claim to <laughs> yeah. fame was the massive, <laughs> yeah, exactly. massive size of he just palm your head and carry <laughs> you around. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Do you have pictures of that? That could be a good. TBT. I have no idea. My dad probably does oh, yeah. somewhere in yeah, perfect TBT. garage yeah. or something. Yeah. Did you live upstairs from anybody? <laughs> anybody <laughs> unusual? Definitely did not. But that would be exciting if I did. Yeah. Yeah. Who would you want to live upstairs from? Who would I want to live upstairs from? Oh, I got. This I would one. say I would say <laughs> a writer, like like Emily Dickinson. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, 
first of all, I like to live in apartment buildings that are quiet. <laughs> yeah. So I think I would, I would like go downstairs and be like, yo, Emily, like, what, do you, what dark thing are you writing about today? You know? I, I, and she'd just be like, shh. <laughs> she'd be like, shh. And then we would just like, I would just like sit there and like maybe make, make her tea or something and just like watch her write. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. That, that is the perfect way to live in a quiet <laughs> apartment is to just live uh, above writers. Yes. Or above who, who else is super quiet? Who else would be quiet? Um, Maybe it'd be nice to live above like a, a classical or a Baroque composer because it wouldn't necessarily be quiet, but it would be soothing. Ooh, I would love that. I mm. love the violin, hearing the violin is one of my favorite instruments. Yeah. Yeah. So that would, yeah, that would be fantastic. French horn's my favorite, but I don't think it works as a solo instrument. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could, but I don't think I could fall asleep to French horn. Yeah. Solo French yeah, horn. Yeah, I, th- I don't think you want to live upstairs from a, f- what are they called, French hornist? French hornist? Yeah. That sounds wrong, though. It does sound. A hornist? I would normally say, <laughs> well, pianist sounds a little, oh, wrong, yeah. a little wrong yeah, too, maybe but that's is, right. Maybe right, it's right. hornist. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll so ask. if you, so then if you, if you have a lot of French uh, horn players together, then yes. it's it's a horns' nest. Yes. Oh. I, I I can't say that, but but you get the you get the gist. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. A, fr- a French a French horns' nest. Horn, a French. Oh la la. Yes. Oh la la. Um, I think I would live uh, I think I would live above the Adams family um, because there there's there would always be some sort of crazy hijinks going on that I would love to get involved with they're creepy and they're kooky that's right they're all together ooky (laughs) Uh, that would be fantastic the the movie version I think I would I would live above the movie, the movie. Of, of, oh, above yeah. Angelica Houston I'd and uh, Raul Julia. <laughs> oh, I'd live above John Aston for sure, above the television, and then I'd go downstairs and it would be black and white downstairs. Oh yeah, Ooh, that's okay. true. Ooh, okay, that would be awesome. Hmm. I yeah. just thought of another one. Yes, Martha Stewart. <laughs> oh yeah, and then I would just go downstairs and eat all of her food. That is a excellent plan. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and oh. I would ha- ask her how to decorate my apartment. So what we need to do is just put together an apartment <laughs> building full of perfect neighbors. I love that chefs and decorators and writers and absolutely spooky and hornists families. Hornsses, hornsses, Horton here's a hornsses. <laughs> Sujana, where can people find you? Oh, I'm I'm on all the social medias. Mm-hmm. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Sujata Day, um, Tumblr. I'm on Snapchat, but I don't use it very much. I'm I, I don't either. I prefer Instagram stories. Over Snapchat's much. on the lower rung of the ladder. Snapchat's honestly. where I dr- where I draw the line. <laughs> like I can only devote so much time per day to a thing. You know what so. though? The kids love it. Yeah. I have I over the holidays I was visiting my cousins in Detroit and one's thirteen and one's sixteen and they do not do Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. They only do Snapchat. Oh. And so I will say right here, right now, Snapchat is the wave of the future because all the kids are doing it. Does and Snapchat have a Frida Kahlo filter? Can you Frida Kahlo yourself? 
on Snapchat? I believe there was. Really? I think there was. Oh, at I some gotta point. get on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean they have a ton you right of filters. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm telling you guys. I mean, every every time I see one of my relatives has been using Snapchat, they're always a dog. They're, they've always like puppified th- oh, themselves. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, there must be there must be other options. I think they have a really <laughs> fun option. I, I think I liked. There's options where your face gets squished, yeah. and then your voice changes. And so I'll say really mundane sentences mm-hmm. like, "I have to pick up the groceries." In this like weird voice that makes me sound like a man. Um, <laughs> I really like to play men in my improv characters and on Girls Guts Glory, hmm. so I think that's that's an interesting what, why part. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think because I probably wouldn't get a chance to do that in actual acting or you know shows or movies. Sure. Um, so I don't know. I really like that. I'd always try to do like low voice and if you did get to play, if you could play any acting role ever, whether it's a man or a woman or a uh, old white guy or a Muppet, like regardless <laughs> of typecasting, yeah. what role would you play? Wow. Now I'm going to think of some of my favorite movies and yeah. try to inject myself into that. You could well, you know what? I would play a Bollywood hero. Yeah. Yeah, because not only are they badass and they fight and do all the fight and stunt choreography, mm-hmm. they are also lip syncing and dancing at the same time. Um, so I would be a Bollywood hero, like the male version. Nice. Yeah, I think that would be super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of doubles your your badassery if you can also dance. Yes. Like, yeah. what, like West Side Story. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the gangs exactly. of West Side Story. Yes, yes. <laughs> A cool boy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Libby, where can people find you? I know where to find you, but yeah. for our listeners. At Sneaky Varmint, all over the internet. I love that so much. Uh, yeah. Sneaky Varmint, S-N-E-A-K-Y-V-A-R-M-I-N-T. What's a varmint? A varmint is like uh, any of the versions of uh, furry weasley critters. I was thinking of rat. Is is it like rat slash rodent? Sure. Slash... I mean, varmints usually are rodents, but um, okay. I'm a huge Muppet fan. I, when I was oh, okay. three, I wanted to work for Kermit the Frog. I have worked for Kermit the Frog, which is amazing, and I would love to work with him more. 2018! Yeah. Kermit the Frog! Call me for gigs. But I always think of... Uh, like the Muppety critters that aren't, they don't really have uh, a, a specific animal or a specific monster, or they're just sort of like, like they have drawers, like drawers of critters and drawers of monsters. And so I think of the varmints, uh, and this is a little bit uh, visual, but I'll also do the sound effects as being like, <laughs> and just sort of like sneaking around and giggling mischievously. I'm having PTSD right now because oh, no. um, I'm so sorry. Uh, the past two months, we have had a rat infestation oh, no. in my apartment, and when you made those noises, I... oh no, I'm so sorry. <sighs> you rat fink. It's a, it's all taken care of now. I got brand new windows because they were. Oh. 
I watched them flow in through the windows. Coming in through the windows? Did they have diamond cutters or something? Uh, No, they pushed the screen open and uh, came in through the windows that were, like, stuck open, if you know what I mean, just, like, half an inch. Yeah. And they just squeezed their bodies into Yeah, they can get in tiny spaces. Mm -hmm. You should have borrowed a lion. For a couple of weeks. <laughs> I know. Well, I had I had a friend's cat come over to kind of just like hang out. Yeah. Um, but of course, I couldn't just have the cat there. The cat forever. was like, "Today's my day. <laughs> Today is it. Today is it. <laughs> I um, knew this day was come." <laughs> so yeah, that's my that's my rat story. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I uh, I had a rat get that kept getting in my cupboard. I have two cats, and this rat kept getting in the cupboard under the sink. But if I'd open it. And, you know, the cats would be sitting, like, next to it. They're like, I've been training for this for months. But you'd open the cupboard, and the rat was so fast to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my roommate at the time, I was at work, and my roommate at the time managed to, because we had a trap, but we didn't actually know it was a rat at the time. We just knew it was a rodent. So it was, like, a a trap that was too small. So it snapped it, but it just, like, concussed (gasps) it. It, And it it didn't get really hurt. Like, it wasn't bleeding or anything. Oh, no, no. I'm not gasping because of... Oh. Hurting a rat, I'm okay. gasping because I I wish it would have died. Oh, on, on okay, <laughs> yeah. Well, I a little bit wish that, but like I I'm really bad at killing things. Like I I don't. My parents cut down a Christmas tree. I can't do it. I don't kill spiders. Uh, I I give them a lot of harsh words and I evict them <laughs> from my house. But I don't. I can't kill things. So anyway, so so this rat was just like dazed and uh and my roommate was like trying to hit it with the broom <gasps> and the cats were trying <laughs> trying to chase it oh no so, this so he, is a he nightmare no no it, it has it has a really happy weird ending don't worry so he corralled it into a like a big tupperware like a um like the cat food bin tupperware the rat yeah and he like put it in the tupperware and he called me he's like should i kill it i'm like no 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 don't kill it i'm like put it i don't know put it on the porch and i'll do something with it when I get home. So I I lived be- between uh, this wooded area, which was my plan was to drop it off in the forest and be like, go live in the forest, not in my house. But the farther north you go from my house, it gets kind of sketchy and it was like one in the morning. So instead of going 50 blocks north to the forest, I went 50 blocks south to the zoo. And I got to the parking lot at the zoo and I opened the Tupperware and I'm like, bye rat, go live at the zoo. And the rat like fell out of the Tupperware and he just looks at me and he's like, Aww. And it ran back in the Tupperware, <laughs> and I was, I was like, Nah, dude, you can't live at my house no, anymore. Right I was like, Sorry, you gotta live at the zoo. Uh, yeah. And so I like dumped him out, and I picked up the Tupperware, and I like, po- I was like, Look, man, you weren't paying rent. You didn't do any <laughs> chores. Yep. You were trying to eat my snacks, and he just like, like scurried away a few feet, and then looked back at me and was like, Please. And I was like. No, and I pointed pointed to the fence at the zoo, and like he he just kept like scurrying a few feet and turning around and being like, "Come on," and anyway, he finally went under the fence, and I was like, "Bye, good luck." <laughs> I, have a, I have a similar story. Yeah. So the first rat that was in my kitchen, I walked in and I screamed, and it was a huge like kind of roly poly fatty rat. Um, I called the manager over, and she was like, oh, we can't do anything. We don't, you know, we'll call pest control. And like, rats, oh, rats not on the lease. Rats not on the lease. And then I heard my neighbor from across the hall come home because I was just, like, standing there watching the rat in right. the kitchen. And, uh, was he cooking? What was he, do- what was <laughs> he, was he just, doing? He was just running from the garbage can to behind the stove, just running back and forth. Okay. And 
my neighbor Destiny. She was coming home, and she's a humanitarian like you. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Destiny, there's a rat in my kitchen. Um, do you think you can like help me? So she came inside for the next three hours. Mm-hmm. She was like, We're not gonna kill it. We're gonna like leave a trail of cereal to the front <laughs> door. And three hours later, it followed the trail of cereal out the front door. What kind of cereal was it? It was like a Frosted Mini Wheats situation, oh, like okay. a generic brand. So generic Mini Wheats, yeah. generic Frosted Mini Wheats in order to remove rats from your home. Yeah. That's yeah. the rule. Yeah, I think so. They Good. love they love cereal. That's yeah. what I learned. Cereal hmm. and peanut butter. Great. So he just left and didn't come back, he or she. Yeah, he or she left and didn't come back. And then the next week, two rats came in and I, I got these like powerful electronic traps yeah which i highly recommend if you have rat problems and then the next day uh they were both dead in the traps and when the pest control came he was like oh these were sisters and i was like okay i didn't know need to know oh jeez. I, like, I didn't need to know that uh specific information well now the sister rats are heaven together <laughs> eating all the cereal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh man, I don't have any rat stories. I'm sorry. Um, Consider yourself I, lucky. I did. Uh, I did have a an ant infestation. Um, this was. I immediately oh. when you said that, even though we were just talking about vermin, I immediately thought like anties. Ants like, oh. like all of like like all of your ants came yeah, to stay yeah. and they wouldn't they, leave. They wouldn't leave. I mean, they just wouldn't get the hell out. They were in my guest room. They were in the kitchen. Like yeah, they were yeah. cooking all of my food and oh, that sounds they kept, fun. They kept pinching they kept, my cheek. They kept I mean, asking it was you just if like... you were really gonna wear that. <laughs> exactly, it was a total nightmare. And how do you? Get rid of ants. <laughs> I got these. Or the zoo. Or the zoo. <laughs> exactly. You get a a, a giant a giant, uh, Tupperware. A giant Tupperware. <laughs> no, you get in there, Aunt Ruth. You get in there. Um, I got some lemon drops, like pure, yeah. like lemon juice, okay. more or less. And um, this was actually, you know about this. Were these the ti- like the teeny tiny ants? Yes, too? this was this was at the the place in on uh, Buena Vista. In, yes, exactly. Yes. And uh, so I I just I I couldn't figure out where they were coming from because I thought I had localized them to the sink. They were coming up the drain, but mm. then they were coming out of all sorts of different cracks and crevices. Oh. And it was it was literally like, you know, one of the segments out of the Twilight Zone movie. Like yeah. they were just they were everywhere. Like a Hitchcock. So I I got I got this uh this lemon juice and um this spray from, you know, one of the organic markets or whatever. Because right. I attempted <laughs> to be nice at first, but then there were too many coming in very uh, very much too quickly. So I um I put the lemon juice in all of the corners of the place and then I vacuumed up <laughs> yeah. the majority of them. And you know, took the vacuum hose and was like vacuum them up the up the wall, up the wall and stuff. That did it. They were coming they in. Were finally, oh, that was it. So you didn't were... have to use any uh, like poisonous stuff. No, 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 no. Cool. I used I I used all natural stuff because the well the thing is besides it you know hurting the creatures. It would hurt me because, yes. like, Clorox and right. any, anything like that, it just, like, I have severe asthma, so oh. it just, like, yeah. But because I, I know this place, because you stayed with me for a couple of months, uh, it turns out they were coming in through the outlet, the electrical outlet. And so what I, I cocked it up. 
Oh. But I couldn't stop them from coming in while I was caulking the hole. So there's still, like, to that day in the electrical outlet, a bunch of ants that are, like, Han Soloed in caulk. Oh. No. That are just like, what? <laughs> because they wouldn't stop coming, wow. but I had to seal it up. Yeah. Holy yeah, that's crap. That's incredible. Mystery solved. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I have a- great ant closure today. This is, <laughs> this is fantastic. Wow. Well, Libby, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, yeah. Sujata, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I got a lot of things to mention and people to thank. As my listeners know, you can follow me at all the places, Devlin Wilder, and this show across all social at Friend or Faux Pod. That's F-A-U-X. We are now on Spotify. Thank you so much to you, Aristotle, for engineering this show. My new show producer, Emily Sachs, Jabberjaw Media. Thank you to our new friends at Ginger Cat, who are editing this episode. Also, I want to mention that I will be appearing as a comedian and speaker at the PodFest Multimedia Expo next month, February 8th through 10th in Orlando, Florida. Um, If you are in the area, you can get tickets at podfest.us. I will also be covering the inaugural Unrig the System Summit, which is also occurring next month, the week before, February 2nd through 4th in New Orleans. Go to unrigsummit.com. I'm going to be talking a lot more about that. Uh, in the episode with Josh Silver, which may come out before or after this episode. I'm not exactly sure yet. And the big, huge, ginormous announcement that I want to make on this episode is that there is another show coming from Wilder Entertainment. It is a Weird Al tribute show that I am calling Accordion to Al. You can follow us now across all the places at the same handle. And um, it's going to be exactly what it sounds like talking to all the people that have worked with the man the myth the legend it's going to be one of the most incredible things that i have ever done and i think that brings an end to this show thank you so much all of you for joining us see you on the next one thank you bye guys this has been friend or foe no No one one knows knows. visit jabberjawmedia.com for more shows like this one